Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. Well, hello there. Welcome to Eat and Drink. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. And uh, we are seeing each other through screens, Marco and I. Just in case anybody was worried, they're sitting together, they're breathing on each other. Let me assure you, I would never let this beast of a human be- being breathe on me in the best of times. Fair enough. You're breathing a little close to your mic, just so you're aware. I, I, the way you, you micromanage at a distance, it's dude, dude, I get that we're supposed to be leaning in nowadays to things and stuff but don't lean into your mic I, yeah, I, you, I, lean I, in. you don't like to lean in i won't lean in here we are or, or move your mic move your maybe mic maybe i'll move my mic maybe i'll move the all laptop right, back right. then i move my mic right. mic is also brand new i got some brand brand new product here that marco encouraged me to get so it's all i'm gonna we're learning together listen this is pandemic times this is pandemic podcast actually it's eat and drink but the pandemic version totally. of the podcast and i have a pandemic ingredient that i'm going to get to later on in my mind anyway uh, Ali, I'm just sad that you're not going to be able to taste this cocktail I'm going to make because this is a complex cocktail that I'm using. Like, I, I might have to, I might have to drop off some of this syrup at your house in the middle of the night, like a bandit, and uh, you know, you spray it down, and then you, because there's other things you can do with that. But before we get into the cocktail, I want to dedicate this episode to all the grocery store workers and everyone who works in those stores where they're helping uh, everyone by providing the food that we need or the ability for us to get the food that we need. And, you know, they're dealing with a lot of horrible people right now who aren't respecting the boundaries that they should. And they're, they're really, uh, you know, one of the unsung heroes or one of the heroes uh, during these times. So I dedicate this episode. Hopefully it's a good episode to them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We can't let them down because I'm also, I'm man. The other day I was telling my wife this, that, you know, it's like you meet, in sales, they always said one out of 10 people will be an asshole of some kind. And then sure. You go, okay, one out of 10. That's no sub. But sometimes you go four days, you don't meet any assholes. But then on day five, you're going to meet five out of 10 assholes. You're going to be like, is everybody an asshole? But you have to remember one out of 10. However, in a pandemic, that one person and their behavior is so magnified. It's crazy. And I, you know, I'm at a grocery store last week. There's the shield is up between myself and the and the and the the cashier, or the um um what do you call it? What, what is the word even? I don't even know. We the live in sales robot. associiate, the grocery the sales, store, okay, sure. grocery uh, store clerk, I'm, clerk, yeah, the hero, the grocery store hero, <laughs> the hero. So the hero and I are separated by a shield as we should be. These two women, uh, they didn't get the memo that there was a global pandemic. I think they are <laughs> laughing. They're having a great time. They're in my way in front of my favorite reduced sure. shelf. And um, at one point I have to go, excuse me. She moves over a foot to let me through. I'm like, okay, unbelievable. And yeah. um, later they're in front of me at the cash, as luck would have it. They leave. And then, you know, one of the women comes back and goes, I want to buy parsley. And she's just standing right beside the cashier, right beside the hero. Yeah. And I saw this woman, this cashier, this poor brown woman, just expel the biggest sigh yeah and and i felt for her so much because she's just like probably told people and it was it was like 10 in the morning she probably yeah. already told 10 people could you back away could you back yeah. away could you stay in it 
And this woman just clueless. And the yeah. woman just put a, a loony or whatever it was, two net two dollars in her hand for the parsley and walked off. And it's like, what, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, uh, I know there's an issue when I go through the grocery store checkout lineup and they say, uh, the the cashier, the the grocery store hero, turns to her, her colleague who's sending people through and says, "Can you send me more customers like him, meaning me?" Oh, this guy was really nice and he was really well. And I'm like, people are saying I'm nice. Yeah. You know, there's there's something going no, on. When the insufferable have become the <laughs> likable, we're in a bad bad place in this world. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to take you to a good place, or at least I'm going to take you to a, a place. I'm going to go to a good place. Yeah, I know. Part of me I'm hopes your drink sucks. You know how many times have I been in the studio with you with a drink? You're like, I'm not happy with this. Maybe this could be one of those times again. Well, here's the thing. I, I decided to do a complex cocktail with this syrup, and I'll get to the syrup in a second. Um, and already I'm not a big fan of this type of cocktail, and you'll know why in a second. So I was given... Uh, gracefully and graciously given a bunch of syr syrups from the Kavas Food and Beverage Company by Jenny Arena, a friend of the show. And they're a family-owned and run business based out of Niagara, Ontario. And they're run by Amy and Zach Kavas. And Kavas means yeast. And uh, doing some research, I realized that there's... Uh, so Kavas is spelled K-V-A-S in this case. You can find them on their website, kvasfbco.com, Kavas food and beverage company. And Kavas with two S's is a fermented beverage made from rye bread. Uh, that is something people in Slavic countries and Baltic countries uh, produce. So you know how a lot of people, and I mentioned this last week, are really into kombucha right now. And I, I included the M this time. Uh, Kavas is something I'm fascinated by, a <laughs> beverage made with rye bread. I might have to dive into that, make some of that. How, how are you with your kvass? Have you... I mean, I was, there was a shortage. In, it, it, there's, there was a shortage in our home, and then there was also a shortage in the, uh, in the world, I think, at one point. But we're, oh, uh, we're better. We found some. Shit. I don't have the syrup. You have to give me a second. I don't have the syrup. I have to go get the syrup. <laughs> Please do not but... edit this out. Please do not edit this no, out. No, I won't. This is I won't. the most hilarious thing. I mean, part of, <laughs> part of me was sad. I, you know, because I'm not going to be in studio with Marco. I'm not going to watch him spill ice all over his lap and, and drop things and go, shit, shit. I mean, I don't, I still to this day don't understand exactly how he was a loved bartender who got tips and, 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 you know, great acclaim from people, but this is pretty good. I mean, he just, I mean, the level of disorganization in this guy, and, and this is like a functioning human somehow. I don't understand. Did you get your I syrup, got it. Marco? I got okay. the syrup. <laughs> The most important element I forgot. Okay. <laughs> so I went on their website and what's interesting about this syrup, and I talked about it last week, is they have uh, six ingredients, all natural on here. There's nothing I can't pronounce. I love that. Shake. And it's made locally. And, uh, you know, I always talk about making simple syrups and how simple they are to make. But something like lavender and jasmine it's not going to be the easiest thing for someone to make. A simple syrup is easy. It's just sugar and water. But when you start adding these cool ingredients, mm. I recommend you purchasing them. And a lot of them will have a ton of sort of, um, what do you call those things? Like uh, ingredients to preserve. Additives it. and preservatives, sure. And although you did make a basil syrup uh, a long time ago on our, uh, not a long time ago. We haven't been here yeah. forever, but you made a basil syrup, which was lovely. That's easy enough to make at home, I think. 
when you have basil, right? When, when basil's basil. in season, right? Sure. But when you don't, I, I certainly recommend looking at the, the alternatives that are out there. So I'm going to make a pie may. And what is the drink? That's the name of the drink. Pie, P-A-I-M-E-E, M-E-I, I should say. Okay. Pie may. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. I don't know. So two ounces of vodka. Is it, what's the origins, uh, like ethnic uh, origins of this drink, of that name? Where does What country does this come from? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I got it from their website because they have an awesome website with uh, different recipes. And you can even use this syrup uh, to make scones. So I'm going to make scones with it. Um, but I don't know. It looks to me like it's uh, Asian, maybe Singapore, maybe uh, Thailand. But I really don't know. So a quarter of an ounce of Cointreau. I don't have Cointreau, so I'm using triple sec. Those sub in for each other very nicely, right? Both orange liqueurs. You got it. And if you don't have that and you have um, uh, an orange liqueur like uh, Grand Marnier, I say, I say sub that in. A quarter ounce of lemon juice. So I got it. Oh, where is that? And uh, now the syrup. We're going to do one ounce of the syrup. Now, did you say pie may as in P-I-P-A-I-M-E-I? Yes, I did. I did. Oh, my God. I'm such a fool. Because I, I heard, I, I was thinking Mai Tai and pie may. And sure, sure, sure. Pie may, buddy, is the legendary uh, kung fu master in the Kill Bill movies. You will know him from the bun on top of his hair and the flowing, flowing white beard. He's all in white. Beard is all white. So it's named after a kung fu master. So you oh. might get a little kick in the face from this drink, God willing. Well, I, we'll see. Now, here's the aspect we'll that see. I don't love, an egg white. I don't love egg whites in my drink, right. but that's just, listen, I'm going to make this the way it's meant to be made. All right. So what you do is uh, combine all that, those ingredients, give it a shake. Until your shaker is nice and cold to the touch. Now, here's another aspect to this drink that I don't love. You're going to double strain it. So you're going to strain it uh, out and discard the ice. You're going to strain. I'm, str I'm straining out what I just shook. I'm discarding the ice. And what's and I'm the second strain discarding? So, uh, pardon me? What is that second strain going to discard? Uh, so now I'm going to shake it again, but this time uh, without the ice. So I've given it another shake. This, is, this I believe, is to froth the egg so that your drink is nice and frothy. All right. So now I'm going to take my coupe glass and a fine strainer, and I'm going to strain it in my fine strainer, or with my fine strainer, I should say. Oh, and it is plenty frothy. And this is just to... Strain out any of the pulp from the lemon juice. This is also to, uh, you know, really strain out any big chunks of egg white you might have. And last but not least, you, you garnish it with lavender and or saffron. I don't have lavender, but I do have saffron. So I'm going to put a cup, one little uh, saffron, uh, what do you call them? Needles. Strand is the word Strand. used right. in the biz. Yeah. Okay, so you can see it, Ali. I can. Cheers to you, my friend. You can see my Cheers stainless steel glass of water. 
Oh, this is del- this is really good. You son of oh, a this, bitch. This is this is super tasty. Sh- shit. I wasn't ex- <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be I wasn't expecting it to be this good, my friend. I really wasn't. Like I don't like egg white. Oh, this is creamy. This is well balanced. Uh I definitely get the notes of lavender and jasmine, but the strength of the uh, vodka, and then uh, it's just rounded nicely with the citrus and the Cointreau and and the lemon juice. This is a perfect cocktail. You know, I've actually, everything that's ever had an egg white in it has been a delicious drink. I don't know. I I think you don't like making the egg white. It's like an extra step. But all those sours, amaretto sour and um, whiskey sour, that's always with an egg white, right? Or typically? Should be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've had cocktails in various bars with the egg whites. I don't know. It's usually a nice touch, I find. Listen, I'm going to reach out to the people at Kavas, see if we can get them on and do a remote sort of talk with them and how they make their syrups and whatnot. Because this is... This is a tremendous cocktail. One of my favorites that we've done on our show. You and son of a bitch. Stop running yeah, in. I promise you, when we can get back together, Making note. I, I will make this cocktail for you. Another tip I want to give our listeners or listen, when you're on a Zoom call with your family, make yourself a nice cocktail or even order one of these syrups or make yourself a syrup. Put it with some soda water and have that as a treat when you're when you're zooming or FaceTiming with your family. I don't mean to be Uncle Buzzkill here, but also, uh, folks, proceed with caution. I mean, Marco, last week, Thursday night, I have a call with some buddies of mine, um, a friend in San Diego, a friend in, in Toronto here, and a friend in Ottawa. We're all good buddies going back 20 years. So we get on a Zoom call together. We start drinking. And I'm already, by the end of that call, 90 minutes in, I'm a little bit messed up. Then I joined another call with some other friends of mine, well, you know, homeboys from Montreal. By the end of that call, I was wasted. Oh, man. It is such mindless drinking. I finished about, I would say, between two-thirds and three-quarters of a bottle of tequila on my own without really realizing what was happening. And I was a mess the next day. This this pandemic drinking is going to, it'll take you out. My friend, do a one-in-one cocktail followed by water, yeah. cocktail followed by water. At the very least, you'll have to take a pee some point yeah. and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll recalibrate. You'll recalibrate or you'll, uh, your, uh, your instability when you go for that pee, you'll be like, all right, I should probably slow down. Well, that's, that's a good point though, because there was nothing telling me to slow down. I just sat and drank and it was, uh, it was rough. I can't have a night like that again. Oh man. Complete Dude. waste of a Friday. I totally get it. I mean, especially with all these Zoom and FaceTimes and, and ways to connect through social media, especially if you're like, all right, I had enough. You're just going to start drinking and uh, it know. can be a little bit treacherous. Uh, once again, I will put this recipe on our uh, show notes. You can order yourself the, these uh, syrups. Just go to kvasfbco.com and I recommend you check it out. And really, now's the time, if no other time, to just explore the cocktails, look at what you have in your uh, liquor cabinet and really just play and have fun and enjoy a cocktail. Great advice, buddy. Great advice. I, I feel like I need to pour myself a drink. Anyway, I, this is not the right time. (laughs) I have to go upstairs and beside my wife and children pull down like Johnny Walker. And she's going to be like, what what is happening? You said you were going to get this into control. Yeah. 
researching that. Now, Marco wanted to read the bottle off the screen. Um, I for sure throw you under the bus. All right, here's what I'm going to talk about. Okay. Um, connected to the pandemic in a sense, because this is a time when people are, you know, buying canned goods and dried goods, or they're looking at their own canned goods and dried goods and saying, what can I use? These things that have been, uh, you know, really pushing the boundaries of their expiry dates or or just, just ignored and overlooked or pushed to the back back yeah. of your pantry like hidden there like a skeleton just Absolutely. lonely and never used you know those things everybody has everybody has like either a bamboo shoots in the back and they're like i'm never gonna you know and then then finally thank god somebody has a food drive and you're like yes i can <laughs> get rid of this thing so the, the stuff that hasn't met the the food drive uh it hasn't made it on the food drive is there and it's ready for your consumption so i have one of those products in my in my uh, fridge we have two in my uh, sorry sorry in my pantry two cans of red kidney beans for oh, me the humble kidney bean too humble too humble kind of a loser to be quite okay. honest so humble it's a loser it's that's that's been my experience the only time i pull out red kidney beans chili chili and red kidney beans okay. fine why because i can barely taste the bean you're not the star of the show you're just adding some meat some mealiness to the chili but the are you more are you more of a navy bean guy or a black like eyed bean? I like okay. a navy bean. I love black eyed peas. I love black okay. beans. Um, I'm really, I'm really into beans and lentils and pulses of all kinds. The red kidney bean, just lowest on the on the on the poll. Okay. Just lowest on the in the rankings, <clears throat> or has been typically. Punjabis in particular have a dish called rajma. It's like a curried red bean, just the most mediocre curry of all time. And listen, if you make rajma, just you know, relax. Your Rajma is not going to blow my mind. It's not blowing anybody's mind. Oh, man, I want some Rajma. I think it's going to be great. Take it easy. All right. Yeah. Well, you can look up Rajma and see how to okay. make it. But it's just really like, it's nothing. There's nothing to it. It's just not a big deal. Uh, send your emails to <laughs> Ali Hassan. <laughs> For sure. And every time I say this, everybody's always like, you haven't tried my Rajma. And I'm like, I don't want to. I don't care for it. Anyway, well, what's your beef? What's your beef with Rajma? It's, it's just, just too so, simple. It's so plain and mediocre okay. tasting. And like all the flavor you put in kind of gets like mellowed wow. out by the red bean. Red bean. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So red and, and red kidney bean doesn't sub in where I make black bean stew. You can't, I can't just re, re, make a red bean and it's just equally fine. The red bean will take, it will take and it will never give. It will never give Marco. So is it fair to say the red kidney bean for you is the redheaded stepchild in the bean world? The bean it's, just, it's just used as a filler in things like chili and other items that you're not the biggest fan of. Well, Marco, it was. It oh. was until oh. this week. Oh. Huh? If the plot had thickened. If I had a hallelujah uh, song key, I would play it right now. Okay, tell us. So I was making cauliflower tacos. You know, cauliflower couple times a month we try to get it it's kind of expensive right now so cauliflower was whatever it was 250 for a large cauliflower great uh, i love i love making tacos we always have these corn tortillas and uh so i want to make some cauliflower tortillas you can make the cauliflower with some potato sure uh, i was thinking about something with some protein in it you know so i was like well, what, what, what would have protein look through the, the 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 beans a lot of them are dried i want the tacos now so I don't want to, I can't soak the beans and all that. Right. So I was like, oh, all right, red kidney beans. Let's see. So this was the recipe. First of all, in a cast iron pan, everything I make in the cast iron, it's a step above everything else. I don't know. They're the, they're the, they're the best. They're just the, the best. Big, the biggest pain with a cast iron pan 
is the cleanup afterwards. And really, you know, you got to have a seasoned pan, but you also have to make sure it's dry and then you boil it afterwards. So I understand people's hesitation to like pull that cast iron pan out. But really, Amanda made a frittata in a cast iron pan for me the other day. And it was the best frittata I've ever had in my life. And I was like, after I had it, I'm like, I will clean 10 of those pans. Yeah. If I can get a meal like that, I will just sit and clean large cast iron pans till the cows come home. If you have a cast iron pan, break it out now, my friends. And what a jerk you are for disrespecting egg whites in your uh, in your cocktail after all the egg has done for you over the years. The egg, yeah. egg has made you who you are. I love eggs. Oh, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Ali, because the recipe here also says if you want, you can use aquafaba instead of the uh, egg white. So uh, I guess for for vegans who need to get their drink on, don't worry, there's a substitution of aquafaba. And for those of you who don't know what aquafaba is, maybe we'll do an episode on it. All right. Well, I'm I'm talking about beans right now. So uh, doesn't that work really nicely? So here's what I did in the cast iron pan with some olive oil, um, thinly sliced cauliflower, right? Bite size, it's gonna be in tacos. And some some, um, uh, garlic minced garlic about five or six cloves quite a bit of garlic paprika cumin salt and then i added some uh, like a half a can of kidney beans going like ah you know what it's fine it's it's going to be okay and um added some fresh tomatoes and lime juice in the end and in that cast iron pan it, it sat for about 15 minutes I still want some crunch in the cauliflower. I still want some bite. I do not want mushy cauliflower. Yes. You, nobody wants mushy nobody cauliflower. Wants but unless then, you're making cauliflower mashed potatoes. But uh, Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is also quite delicious. Um, but somehow the, the crunch of the cauliflower mixed with the mushiness, the slight mushiness of those red kidney beans in the taco. And on the taco, obviously, you know, I always go a little crazy, like some, some coleslaw, some minced radish and uh, cilantro and then the tomatillo salsa. <laughs> It was one of the best tacos I've had in years. And I make tacos all the time. So I was like, yeah, man, red kidney bean, you're all right. You are all right, sir. Almost better than the potato. Wow. It's interesting because red kidney bean is not the bean you think of when you're making tacos. That's not no. the bean that comes to mind, right? Exactly right. It was just clearing out the pantry. Can't Don't have the time to soak the, the dried beans that I have. So I went for it reluctantly. Anyway, it was a, and it was one of those large kidney beans, not the small kidney beans. So it was a large one. So I only used some of it. So then two days later, I still have these kidney beans looking me in the face. I'm like, kidney bean, can you do it again? Can you do it no. again? Yes. No, you can't. So, you can't ask that of a simple kidney bean, my friend. <laughs> I didn't want to. I have a Jamaican neighbor. I was outside playing hockey with the boys in the driveway. And the Jamaican neighbor starts talking to me about how he's thinking of going vegan. He was in a car accident. His body is aching and whatever his, his reasons are. He feels I'm sure like, your neighbor's glad you're, you're telling his woes on the air. Hey right man, now. Nobody knows where, who, which is fine. His name is Gregory. It doesn't matter. But right. he, yes. <laughs> uh, the point is he's in pain. He wants to heal. He feels sure. like a vegan diet should. So I was like, oh man, I made uh, red, this red bean and cauliflower taco. He goes, yes, man, red bean. I go, I still have some left. He goes, you have to make red beans and rice, man. Rice. Yes. Ali, Ali, Ali. He always calls me Ali. It's like a bark. Ali, yeah. Ali, you have to season it. You have to season it. You season the red beans. You have to season it. And he was so passionate that I told the boys, I'm like, you guys come in in five minutes. I'm going to go make this. So I, I steamed some brown rice. And on the side, again, in the cast iron pan, uh, garlic, 
and olive oil and some uh, minced onions, thyme. I put some fresh thyme in there, garlic powder, again, paprika and cumin. And um, I added the red kidney beans, fried them for a few minutes, then added some corn and then added some like a torn Swiss chard. Oh, and man. Once, and once the once the uh, and I have I'm going to have a picture of this on our Instagram. Uh, once the brown rice was done, I combined the two. And uh, and then I added parsley and cilantro into it and some lime juice. Wow. It's fantastic again. Fantastic again. I, I dare say, I dare say all the kids enjoyed it. Wow. Like they put up with it, like they'll eat everything, but they don't sure. enjoy a lot of it. But I think they all, they enjoyed it. Wow. There you go. Red uh, kidney bean. I, I'm so sorry for the way I treated you all these years. Rajma listen, is still it, bullshit, but you know, the, the kidney bean. It's so so much more than Rajma. If it took a pandemic to make you fall back in love with the red kidney bean, I'm happy we're so here right it. now. So be uh, it. Now, you talked about playing hockey with these next-door neighbor kids. You're keeping your distance, right? No, no, no. I only play with my kids. It's actually hilarious because we, we have next-door neighbors across the street, two boys, pretty much identical ages to my sons. Don't even cross the street to see each other. Okay. We're not no, no, the distance. No, this is my two boys and me playing in my driveway. And I just wanted to clarify that for, for our listeners. Of course. Hey, uh, question for you. How do you mince your garlic? Because you talked about minced garlic. Are you using one of those mincer things where you kind of no. squeeze them through a no, press? No. Or are you, are you being a man and actually taking a knife and cutting that stuff up? Well, here's the thing. Um, you know, we were, we were going to do an episode coming up about tips. Okay. Here's a hot tip. I'm going to give you a teaser on a tip right here. Okay. Because I used to live with a woman who hated garlic. Can you imagine? Right. Can you imagine? No, no. I, I'm not surprised you're not with her anymore. Yeah. So she, her whole thing was like, everyone adds too much garlic to everything. I'm like, okay, fine. I can, I can, I can see where you're, where you stand on that. So I used to have to negotiate the amount of garlic I would put in to each dish. And every single time she would be like, you put in a ton of garlic. I'm like, I tell you two cloves. I swear to you two cloves. She's like, way more than two cloves. And I realized I was doing a technique that my, my Trinidadian buddy, uh, in, who's now in San Diego, he, he taught me. They mash the garlic. So you, right. you mince it small. And then with the flat end of the knife, you slide that knife back and forth. And that mashing it's almost like a paste, right? It's a paste at that point, right? Yep. And that that motion, that that technique will really draw out the flavor of garlic. So why my ex was tasting five garlic cloves when there was only two is because right. I was getting all the flavor out of that garlic. So the answer to your question is like I'm mincing with a knife or I'm smashing or mashing, I should say. Uh, those are the only two options, depending on Great. how much flavor I want out of the garlic. I don't love those garlic presses. They always leave so much garlic kind of squished up inside. And I feel like you can't, if if I have to take, remove that part out and then re-chop it, I might as well just chop the no, thing. Yeah. From now you've wasted a bunch of time Yeah, and with this supposedly time-saving device. I hear nope. you, buddy. No, no, those yeah. are not for me. Used it once and I was like, that'll be the last time I ever use that. Don't oh, even man. know where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I you've made me want to, to find some kidney beans. We have a ton of navy beans, yes. but I do like the hardiness of a kidney bean in a chili. But like you, that's where I sort of leave it. I leave it there. I don't really use it in other places. But this uh, cast iron pan, Mexican uh, tribute 
kidney yeah. bean dish, which we'll have on our, our uh, show notes. I can't wait to explore. That's great. And like I said, um, you know, pandemic is partly about, uh, partly about, you know, doing what you can with what you have. And also it's, it's about, you know, revisiting old ingredients and, and, and discovering new recipes. And I thought, you know, the kidney bean hooked me up. Let me hook you guys up. You know what I'm saying? What are you doing back there? I see a lot of movement. Have you spilled something? Please tell me you no, spilled something. I'm, I'm actually picking the, you know how I had to, I had to strain it twice. So I had two strainers going on. That was yes. another aspect of this drink that I kind of hated that I had to strain it twice, but it's well worth it now mm. that I almost polished this off. Um, <laughs> so for our listeners, for what's in Marco's mouth, Ali and my wife have been corresponding. And she's going to come down with an ingredient. I already don't like what's in Marco's mouth, but the fact that you and my wife are conspiring. And she told me, I, I texted Ali and he approved of the what's in the Marco's mouth. He gave me a tip on what to modify. Already, I'm not happy about it. Uh, too bad and I'm like, for you. I'm just... yeah, and now when I go in the kitchen, I'm like, am I going to see it? And she's like, no, you won't see it. Don't worry about it. I'm grateful that I know it's going to be something that is in my home but I don't like this correspondence you and my wife have because I feel like you're conspiring against me. You jealous, you jealous, passionate Italian man. You, I don't think you have to worry about anything. Okay. We are only trying to get something in your mouth. That's all there is to it. Nothing crazy happening here. And, uh, and uh, feel free to get her. I'm, all right. I'll get it's her. just so exciting. I thought we'd have to retire this segment, but in fact, uh, because, and I'm going to take a picture when he comes back, uh, I'll take a screen grab on my phone of what we're doing here. There he is yelling to his wife. I'm pretty pumped about this. I thought we'd have to retire this for a while because I obviously cannot get my fingers close to his mouth and he can't feed himself something that he doesn't know. So uh, Amanda to the rescue on this one. And I'm very happy about that. I have uh, asked my wife to come down. She is getting the ingredient. I told her I might not have. I can't see it, right? All right. She doesn't have it yet. What does that mean? You still have to go. Oh, you have it. Can you just taste this cocktail I made? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, because you can't, you can't respond to this. I know. So I want to, I want a second opinion. No, you're right. You're right. I'm just so right. jealous. No, no, just I, okay. you, you'll get picked up. Just be loud. What is this floating thing? That's saffron. saffron? Yeah. Oh my god! Expensive cocktail. It would be great if she just did a spit take with it right now. It's like, can I have another set? You can have more. What do you think of it? I just did yoga, so this is like the perfect. <laughs> <laughs> do you have an apre yoga drink? By Marco Timpano. All right, I'm putting I'm putting the blindfolds on. What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. Really guessing, really messing. Let's find out. What's in Marco's mouth? All right, I'm ready. I can't see anything. It's no good. My wife, as you know, just did yoga and she liked the drink. It's a great yoga drink. It's got the electrolytes, electrolytes you need after you do a workout. Um, she's not as quick as you. Electronites. Electronites is all you need to know about how much great drinking he's been doing. Yes, that's great, Amanda. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So okay. Just, hang on, folks. What? Tell me before you put something in my mouth. You got to give me a little warning. I haven't put anything. Okay. In my okay. Are you gonna put it in my hand or in my mouth? Ali, yeah, walk her through this because she she. I can't hear him. You know that. Okay. I'm gonna um, spoon it to him. Okay, she's gonna spoon it to me. Okay, open. You gotta open your mouth. <laughs> For a man who cares about his volume levels all the time, that was that was great. Oh my God, what is it? Okay, she. 
It's like you gave me medicine. She gave me a spoonful of a liquid. Oh, fuck. You could have warned me about that. Jesus Christ. No warnings. No warnings. You open okay. your mouth and then you shut it. It tastes like medicine. It has a really strong burning flavor as it goes down my throat. It's liquid on a spoon. Um, notes of uh, sweetness to it, like licorice or anisette. Or um, can I have another taste of this? If you're giving me medicine right now, I'm going to be pissed off. What? Well, you're going to feel good afterwards. What are you worried about? I can, I can do another taste. I'm allowed. Yeah, yeah. You're okay. allowed. Yes, yes of okay. course. He kind of likes his medicine. He's never opened his mouth like that when I'm putting anything in it. Well, this is strong. This is it. It has an alcohol. It, it must have alcohol in it. It must be something that you use when you cook and it has alcohol. It imparts flavor. It's not rose water. Um, I'm trying to think of things we might have that that have this taste. No, but don't go through it. We might have. I can't think. I can't think like that because I would know no. it. And you wouldn't know it if Ali gave you something because that's from his kitchen. So you know. Okay. So don't think about things we might have because you'll. That's, right. That's it's not fair. Okay. Anyway. I'm okay. Well, not only that, but you're messing with your own mind because that's not the way to look at it. There's no way Amanda made it that easy for you. Oh man, this is hard. This is really hard. It's cold to the touch. I have to say. So it's something from our fridge for sure. And um, it gives you an idea like, of how little he knows about his own fridge, I guess. If that's it's true. like this. It's like the syrup on the bottom of a, of a, of something you would use. Okay, give me the last spoonful, okay. and I drink. And can you just not put that much of it on, I Amanda? Just, okay, yeah, okay. Just it's just like bit. you're giving me like four ounces of this shit. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay, I have to have the whole spoon. Okay, but you did. Oh fuck. Okay. Is, is this an extract? Did you just give me peppermint extract? No. It's an extract of some sort. Okay. It's a... He's so bitter. He's so angry. Is it almond extract? Did you just give me almond extract? That much almond extract? I'm, I'm going to go with almond extract. All right. Can I take off my blindfold? Yep. What is it? Cinnamon tequila. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, geez, huh? Two things you're supposed to know things about. Cinnamon and tequila. Not even a messed with ingredient. It's a product out there in the world. Amanda, that was brilliant. Please tell her that was brilliant. He says it was brilliant. This yeah. is garbage. She's giving a <laughs> thumbs up. This is, this is the worst thing I've ingested in a long time. It doesn't even taste like... Uh, it's, it's... Do not buy cinnamon tequila, folks. This is the worst. Where did we have this? We got it two years ago at Prince George. <laughs> Two-year-old cinnamon tequila, folks. I do not recommend it. It's I'm glad in our freezer in the deep recesses of our freezer. It's been in the deep recesses of our freezer, and, and it's one it of those is. small sample bottles. People should know they don't have like a one liter of it. They have a little, you know, alcohol bottle size. Yeah. What What do they call it when they put that little bottle on the? You buy a big bottle of tequila, right. and they it's a bonus. Put... It's a bonus um, hotel bottle, airport bottle. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those little, but they call it like a traveler or a, a hitchhiker. Can you close the door? Um, anyways, that was the worst. And I, and I, 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 no, I don't want it here. Okay, I'll put it here. Um, she, bye. She's closing the door. I can I honestly. Literally, st- I want to, ch- I want to try that drink that you made, your cocktail you made. And I kind of want to try 
the cinnamon tequila, like your face went uh, convulsed. It was as if you gave me medicine, but the the worst kind of medicine, like the stuff where back in the 40s, they didn't care how they flavored it for kids. And so they didn't try to mask anything. It was just like, this is going to be good for you or it's going to kill you. And that's how I felt. And I had three and my wife. I hate to say this. She's worse than you when she feed during the second. I loved, I loved what she did. I thought she was brilliant and I will not have you uh, talk that way about my, uh, what, what do you call my um, surrogate? My surrogate. Okay. She could have gave me a fucking espresso spoon. No, she gave me no. a tablespoon, three tablespoons of this worst <laughs> vodka ever. All right, folks. It's you're going to get First of all, he no, just called no. tequila vodka, so he's on shaky ground. Uh, also, we haven't named the brand, which I think is good because you did not do a good sales pitch for that brand at all. Oh, no, no. But I think in general, cinnamon tequila probably to be avoided. Whoever whoever decided to combine tequila with cinnamon with this from this company should be fired. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Oh man, that's the worst. I still have this worst. You know, I don't mind a cinnamon liquor that you use to make a cocktail with. They tend to have a pepperiness or a flavor that is a little bit more like cinnamon hearts or that has a, a spiciness to it. This just tastes medicinal. It's just wrong. That's all I'm going to say. Felt right from where I'm sitting, buddy. Felt really I, right. It's so bad I'm pissed off now. Yeah, I, I know. Really I can am. see that. I can see that. The good I, news I got, is you have a, a lavender-based cocktail to wash it all away. I'm going to finish this off. Thank you, Kavas, for making this syrup. And this recipe I will have again and again. Great. And I can't wait till, uh, till we're together and I can try that myself. And, uh, and thank you, Kidney Bean. You've done something wonderful for me this week, twice. And thank you to, uh, again, um, the people we devoted this rest of this uh, this episode to the um the, the grocery workers. store heroes yeah. the yeah, heroes and grocery, grocery store people yeah thank you so uh, much my friend the other great thing about kidney beans that we didn't mention is that they're so cost effective yeah they're so they're so cheap right whether you get them canned or or dried yeah yeah i um i listened to this um financial podcast completely useless now of course all the money is gone but um i was listening in january and february just kind of was part of a new year's resolution my brother-in-law turned me on to this guy and um his whole thing is like when people were in debt he's like he's from nashville he'd be like it's time for beans and rice rice and beans beans and rice and he would say that every episode because it's a call-in show right at least every episode somebody would get the call the beans and rice rice and beans talk and so beans and rice has been on my mind so much. Nice. And uh, and I finally had it. And I'm like, that's if that's poor living, if that's getting out of debt living, it ain't so bad at all. Not at all. No. Not at all, my friends. Uh, I just want to mention this, folks. Follow us on uh, social media, especially on our Instagram podcast, Eat and Drink. Uh, Ali is posting some tremendous you're doing god's work on on instagram those photos are just wonderful and, and and i hate to say this but they're inspiring and i really want to make some of the recipes that you have posted <laughs> because they look so great solid solid use of a, i hate to say this good for you buddy thank you uh yeah i hope you'll you'll check it out too and i hope you'll be inspired that's the whole idea the you know this was the the idea from the beginning on this entire show uh, be inspired, make stuff on your own, um, and then and then share stuff with us. If you have stuff that you've made that you like, that you think Marco and I can uh, can enjoy uh, or take a huge shit on, as Marco just did with the, one of the products he ingested today, um, we'll be happy to do that as well. Yeah, 
look, we're not going to lie to you. We're not that podcast that has a sponsor and we're just going to, you know, talk about how great their products are. I mean, if we get a sponsor, yeah, I'll do that. No problem. But until then, I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you the truth, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. But I feel like if we got that company as a sponsor, you would be like, there is no way I'm trying their cinnamon tequila product. No, I mean, there's no way you can, you can gild a piece of shit like that. I don't know how else to to say it in a more <laughs> appropriate manner, but that that's just horrible, my friends. Horrible. Well, good negative way to end. Um, yeah, there's no way try. to gild a piece of shit like that. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'm Ali Hassan. Yes. I'm Marco Timpano. And we'll see you again until we eat again. We hope you got your fill of eat and drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up.